radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and it's Monday, and we're back after uh, a few weeks of absolute, you know, chaos for me personally. Um, I think we're going to be able to get back into a nice little vibe with the show here. <laughs> Here's the hoping. It's Try- about to get crit. It's about to get nuts over here. If I've got workers crawling around down here re- rewiring uh, electricity, I might have to do a call from the back porch one day. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. That would oh, be fun. I might have to improvise. That's okay. Improvising is good. Um, yes, we're going to get into the Peter Hotez RFK Jr. or RF uh, Robert Robert Kennedy uh, debate over the week that was was just passed. It really heated up over the weekend. But before we do that, I wanted to share some information. You remember we were talking about the General Flynn case? Yes. So the General Flynn, uh, the government had filed to move the case to D.C. General Flynn suing the government for a malicious prosecution, an abusive process, and, a, you know, whatever. The government wanted to move it to D.C. General Flynn responded to that. We went over that in detail. Well, the judge has ruled, Frank. Did you know this? Yes, that it's staying in Florida. Staying in Florida. Staying in Florida, which is fantastic. Um, because that's where it belongs. And the judge's uh, response was was wonderful also, and I will... Thread that out for people today on Twitter, Truth Social, The Places. Also, um, you know, we talked about Rob Flaherty in the Missouri v. Biden case. Rob Flaherty was the one who was basically treating the social media companies like a battered wife, like cursing at them and, you know, demanding they take things down and all kinds of stuff like that. Well, as we're getting closer to this decision for the temporary injunction, which hope, hopefully should come down sometime this week, um... Rob Flaherty has has left the White House. He's no longer in government service, Frank. He's moved to work on Joe Biden's campaign now. Oh. So they just shifted him out of the place where he could sit and answer questions and moved him to another place where he'll still get paid a handsome salary but not have to be accountable. Is so. that considered a promotion in that world? I don't know if you want to be on us, uh, the campaign of a marionette puppet. Maybe I don't know. Did you, you know what? I didn't want to do this in the beginning of the show, but I think I will. Did you see the the couple things that were going on with Fetterman and freaking Biden over the weekend? I saw that they made a a joint uh, appearance together, but I didn't really watch too much of it aside from the the short clips that were circulating on my Twitter feed. Well, I have those real quick. Because I seriously feel like there's this show called Jury Duty. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. It's a show. It's 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 about a guy that, well, it's about a jury that is hearing a criminal trial, right? Or I mean a, a civil trial. And it's billed as a reality show. So the people that are going in are knowing that they're going to be on this reality show. But the only thing is, it's like the Truman Show. There's one actual real person everyone else is an actor the judge the plaintiff this everybody and the Hmm. guy has no idea that he's an act he's he's the only real person he thinks that everybody's real so that's the whole show is like them filming this whole thing it's actually quite interesting that's how i feel about what we're dealing with it's like everybody but us 
are actors and they're just trying to see how ridiculous it gets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the, the Ash, uh, the Ash conformity experiment where everybody in the room is working against one person to make them see that the shortest straw is not the shortest straw. And um, so I, I think it's a little bit less of a game and more of just a mental arm twisting. But yes, here's the clip of yesterday. I mean, Fetterman is the real the real um, topic for me in this. You can't hear it. You can see it. But I want everybody to watch him. The pause before he walks off. I mean, he's standing back there. If I could wear a sweatshirt and, and, and uh, yoga pants every day, I would. And I, I usually do. But this is not the place for it. Here we go. I might add, if I didn't, I'd be sleeping alone. <laughs> you have to explain. I better explain that. Some don't know. What My wife's a Philly girl. Oh. All right, where are we going? We're heading this way for him. All right, we're going to go over and get the briefing. Mr. President, you know, bat, FHA. Now, here comes Fetterman, yep. just slowly like, oh, now I'm going to walk off. It, it's so weird. It's just they, so weird. They roll him in on the dolly? Basically. And then here he is trying to talk in Congress. And I, you know, me and you have this discussion often that I kind of feel, I mean, I have this weird hum, human thing, I guess, where I feel bad for him. He He's visibly frustrated when he can't get these words out the way he wants to. And I, I like, just like with Biden, his family, they're evil, evil, evil people. Evil. Here, here is Fetterman on, on C-SPAN. Earlier today, some uh, com some comments oh, about yeah, uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free. You're recognized. Oh my God! Project your voice. I know. Uh, no, I I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to you know the 95, 95, 95. You know. Um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95 and I know I certainly am too. And we know it's a major, uh, artery, not, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the artery. East coast artery. It's, and a, it's a major artery, not artery. Oh Lord. Listen, the entire section of 95 collapsed in on itself. One of the major arteries to get through the Northeast. And this guy is, he's the senator in the state that it happened and he cannot speak. I can't imagine what driving back, you know, I didn't go to Myrtle Beach this year. I can't imagine what driving back would have been like. Because oh, isn't it, when, yes. when did it, when, when, did it, did it collapse right before or, or during the week that you were off? It was, in the middle of it, I think Tuesday or Sunday or something. I don't remember. If I were if I were down in Myrtle Beach with Lauren and the baby, especially with everything going on back here at home, and in the middle of our vacation, knowing we have to drive back in a few days, we saw that a bridge collapsed along the route back home. It wasn't even a bridge, but yes. <laughs> it was an overpass, no? It, no. I don't think it was an overpass. It was just a huge section. There was a tanker accident. The thing blew up, and then it caught on fire. Oh. It, it was. Uh, it looked like an overpass or something to me. Anyway, okay. But even still, still. <laughs> that must be that must be a nightmare. And they say it's going to be gone for God, like a year, because Pete Booty Edge Edge can't get his crap together to do anything for anything. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We have more important things to talk about today. So, 
over the weekend, or I think it was Friday, I'm not sure what day, um, there was a debate, or not a debate, there was a show uh, Joe Rogan had on RFK, and they had two hours or three hours to talk about basically everything. And a good bulk of the beginning of the show was spent on the safety of vaccines, every vaccine. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you watch it because all of the like how the vaccine community uh, companies got immunity, why, how, RFK's history through all of this, all of it was on display. And then, you know, we got into the whole COVID vaccine which I can't even call it a vaccine, COVID terribly performing therapeutic that kills people. I don't know how else to say it. I just call it a shot. Like COVID shot. Um, and and w- the topic of this guy, Peter Hotez, came up. I don't know if you know who he is. Do you? Yeah, I remember I remember him popping up. The, he, he was a little bit less prominent on television than um, than what's her name? The uh, the Chinese spy. But uh, with the homunculus with the eyes on either Lena side of Wen. Head. Yes, Lena Wen. Um, he was a little bit less prominent on his with his television spots than her, but so much more. There was a, I don't know, his face. I mean, you probably see him. Definitely. I remember from that, that, that time. Yeah, well, he is, uh, just for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a, a quote, quote, scientist, uh, a pediatrician, an advocate in the fields of global health, vaccinology, and neglected tropical disease control. He serves as a founding dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine, professor of pediatrics and molecular biology, bio, virology and microbiology at Baylor, where he's also the director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development and Texas Children's Hospital Endowed Chair in Tropical Pediatrics. And he's a university professor of biology at Baylor College of Medicine. I think... When you get to a certain level where you're just going to play ball and basically do whatever or just, you know, want a lot of money and get a lot of money, they just start throwing titles at you so you sound more important. Yeah. His um, chief work is to create a vaccine for hookworm, which is now in clinical trials. And there's more information I have on that for you. But during COVID, I have a little bit of a compilation just to get everybody up to speed quickly on him and what's hookworm like a parasite yeah it's it's a parasite there's there's vaccines for parasites no no there's not nope that's the point okay that's the point so i have a bunch of clips today but we need to play a little bit of them so that people get up to speed in case they don't know who he is and then we'll get into this whole debate here is a, a montage that was put together on peter hotez um, here we go. <laughs> One of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines. And then something changed. Any vaccine released by emergency use authorization by the FDA is an outstanding uh, vaccine. J&J's vaccine has a risk of life-threatening blood clots. When you hear the beep, that's the sound of safety. So don't overthink it. Uh, they're they're both really good. Vac- they're all really good vaccines. Get vaccinated now. You gotta call now. If you wait, uh, it's gonna be really too late to protect your child. If this was your child, what happens next could make it the worst day of your life. So even though COVID poses zero threat to healthy children. Vaccinate your children. Do the right thing. 
Be safe and not sorry. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. Advanced technology that can help save lives. This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go again. Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh, God, not this. You get the idea. Well, how, and what's the innovation? Fourth, fifth, Six. yearly shot. Yearly? Twice Jeez. yearly shot. Quarterly shot. IV drip when you get home from from work every night. Listen. Take your nightly IV drip, your nightly COVID IV drip. That's what it's going to be in a year from now. We're going to teach all of you. And, and so, you know, look, he's been on Rogan's podcast several times. Um, I have a few things. Here, here's him in his words talking about his history on Rogan. He would have you on because you are a respected, credible voice. And I'm not sure how much he challenged you at that point. But after when COVID began and he started trafficking in some of these conspiracy theories and having doubts and all of that, you contacted Joe via email, via DM on Twitter. You guys had had correspondence before and he never replied to you. Is that correct? Well, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was on twice on, I don't know if it was called the Joe Rogan experience or what, but when back when he was in LA before he moved yeah. it to Austin and, um, and what's that pre COVID. Well, once was pre COVID once was as COVID was, was oh. getting underway okay. and, underway uh, you know, he could be challenging and, and, you know, there, I, you know, I can't say it was totally smooth but it was it was reasonable smooth meaning nobody asks you a question that causes you to have a you know have to defend your position but the last time he was on rogan is it was like early spring 2020 when nobody really understood anything and and we still we just we did not understand anything yeah Okay. Much. So then, yeah, yeah. So I, I would see why he would see that uh, he would think that Rogan or any kind of host at that point would have been reasonable because can, can we can we go on the record saying from let's say March to like April May maybe we'll give people till early July or so that we were still kind of trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Well, we weren't, Frank. We knew, but most people were trying to figure out what's going on. Just to give you an idea, this dude on 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 Wednesday, on Thursday put out an article saying COVID-19 is the leading cause of death in children and young people in 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 the US. I I guess you can just say it. I guess if you say it it's true. I don't it, I don't know where that even listen starts to, this. to come from. Listen to this. A new study led by researchers at the University of Oxford's Department of Computer Science has found that between 2021 and 2022, COVID-19 was a leading cause of death in children and young people, ranking eighth overall. Now, they don't ever, ever, ever say whether or not 
those people who died were vaccinated because that is never a question any of these studies will ask because they don't want to know the answer to that question because if they knew the answer to that question, the results might be much, much different. But he, he, he's basically a, a pur- purveyor of, of disinformation who was responsible for some of the gain-of-function experiments that created COVID in the first place. Also while taking money to develop a vaccine for a lab leak. So all of these people have apparently a cogent or cogent, a, a um, vested interest in financially benefiting off of the travesty that has befallen us over the past five years, four years. Now, Rogan had asked him back in 2019 why he wouldn't debate RFK because RFK has spent decades talking about the link between vaccination, childhood vaccination, and autism and why that may have occurred. And there's a history there that we don't have the time to get into today, but I I really um, recommend everybody go to either The High Wire or to uh, Children's Health Defense and and read up on this if you're not well-read on it already. But here is Joe Rogan asking Hotez why he won't debate RFK in 2019 know that robert kennedy jr is uh he's a he's a big one he's a big one and he seems like a very intelligent guy how could he not be aware of the science behind this and what is he getting wrong what what he's getting wrong is just about everything um you know he's formed an organization called children's health defense and um and start he had a press conference about it i think it was september october of last year it is probably one of the best organized anti-vaccine groups out there. Now, he's doing other things other than vaccines. He's doing a lot of things about environmental health and things like that. I don't know any part of that business. I've only followed what the, what he does with vaccines, but it's all it's all nonsense. Why is he doing this about vaccines? I don't know. What's his motive? I mean, you have to ask him, what, what's his motivation? Would he be a guy that you would want to have a debate with or have a discussion with? But again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of a debate because it's like it's like debating... I don't know. It's like debating a Holocaust denier, whether the Holocaust exists. I mean, not that this rises. To the I understand same what level, you're but, saying, but you know, if you're. I would argue it does rise to the same level at this point. Oh, I. Th- that was something I was saying by June, July of 2020. I said, you, you watch everybody. Because at, th- at that point, we were all. I was already. We were compiling the numbers. We had what the CDC had to begrudgingly tell us about fatality rates and mortality rates and uh and uh, recovery rates they had to begrudgingly tell us what what uh, what the deal was and we started seeing with people like dr burks and the state health authorities in places like michigan and elsewhere pretty much up counting deaths up counting um uh, infections so we knew that the numbers were nonsense are Absolute we, nonsense. I think Wendy wrote a column about a laboratory and what they were doing with the with the PCR. I mean, we've been covering this. We have a whole thing. I had it as the first slide for today, but didn't show it. Uncover COVID. We had hundreds and hundreds of pieces that we wrote between uh, 2019, 2020, and September of 2021 about this. And me and you had several shows. I can't even imagine. We had... The Geert Vandenbosch uh, predictions. We had all, all of the mandate stuff. I mean, we were pounding on this. And we both said that this is the greatest crime against humanity ever perpetrated. I'm never going to stop saying it. It's absolutely true. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the... No, no, no. I mean, the, well, the, to, more to 
Hotez's backwards ass point is that um, I said this is this you give this by the end of the year, if not a year, year and a half. And this is going to be to question these numbers, which are obviously nonsense. It's going to be made akin to Holocaust denialism. Um, it, no doubt about it. It's going because they need these they need these people to stay dead forever. These numbers that they the, the 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 bodies that they stacked up somehow the numbers that they stacked up the 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 pneumonia and the flu rate uh, uh, infection rates that they recategorized into COVID everything they needed those numbers to stay the same. Remember they had they had real time tickers of death, the death of tickers. death in Times Square. Yep. Yeah. So it's that's this was always going to be the arm twisting play here. It was actually before COVID this, I believe this interview. So it was interesting that he used that term because exactly here. Well, again, I want to bring this up. If you're, you're complaining, there's 19 books ahead of yours that are anti-vaccine books. <clears throat> you've already lost the battle. Like it's time to regroup and maybe regrouping would be confronting someone with actual scientific information. I mean, you are a real doctor. Uh -huh. You're a guy who actually studies this and you're a man who understands the science. You're a legitimate academic. You could you could actually put a dent in this with a real conversation. Potentially. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, what would he be able to say? Like, what is his take on it? Well, remember, he's uh, he's an attorney, and mm -hmm. he's uh, he's very clever, right? And right. you know, he knows how to presumably knows how to do arguments in court. And what am I? I'm a scientist. Right. So. But do you think that he wants to deceive people, or do you think that maybe he's just incorrect in his uh, accumulation of data? Yeah, I can't say what his motivation is, but um, his uh, his his information is is highly misleading. Highly misleading. Now I know Notice how he doesn't say it's wrong because he can't because he's going off of studies. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Okay. Here. Here's his response on the, the show the other day. Here's what RFK said. Had anyone debate you publicly about any of these? They, nobody will debate me for 18 years. Nobody will debate me. In fact, I've scheduled many, many debates, and I've asked Hotez many, many times to debate me. And I think you've asked him, here, why don't you debate Robert Kennedy? And he said, because he's a cunning lawyer or something like that. Mm, but, um, yeah. but I've debated Hotez on the telephone with, uh, you know, with kind of a referee. And, uh, you know, I, his, his science is, is, is just made up. He cannot stand by it. He can't cite studies. Well, he was trying to tell me that vaccines don't cause autism. I said, yeah, okay, and his well, daughter well, has I, autism, and yeah. he wrote a book. Yeah. That, but I know, asked My him. daughter doesn't have, that didn't get her autism from a vaccine, but I've read that book, and there is no science cited in that book. It's just him saying, you know, it didn't happen. And listen, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, and, I, and God bless him, and God bless that little girl. And, you know, I wrote, have nothing but... Um, you know, good energy going to them. And, you know, I, but I, it's not, he's using her as a leverage to tell people you, you know, there's no problem here. But this and, is my point that I, I asked him what does. And he said, yeah. there's a, a few, there's environmental factors they're aware of. I go, what are those? And he couldn't cite them. Yeah. Like, how can you be so sure to say this definitely doesn't? But you're telling me there's a bunch of environmental factors that do cause it, and we're aware of those factors, but you're not aware of them, and you're an expert in this? Yeah. How is that possible? You're a, I mean, that, that's the man. He's a that, health expert. 
that's the big question that anybody who says it's not the vaccines, I'm like, okay, fine. But they don't want, if you but say it's me, not the vaccines, people go, ah, oh, yeah. good. This is what we've been talking about, Frank, from the beginning, the psychological effect of knowing that either you or somebody like that you, let's say you're a vaccine developer and you develop this vaccine and you give all these vaccines to kids and then your kids are harmed. Do you want to live with that on your conscience or was it is it much easier for you to just put your hand up and say it's not that and walk away? Same thing with the people who have gotten shots and seen their friends suffer injury, death, family, death, cancer, you know, uh, all of uh, Bell's palsy, all of these shingles over and over again, thrombocytopenia, myocarditis, pericarditis. Is it easier for you to say it's not that because you were the one who pressured them to get the damn thing? Of course. It's it's the psychological thing. So this man, yeah, he goes out and writes a whole book about how vaccines didn't cause his daughter to have autism, but as RFK is telling everybody, that they, they don't prove that at all. He just says it, and then everybody's expected to just be like, okay, thank God I didn't hurt my kids. Yes, I, I, I'm not, yeah, because because ultimately nobody would take their child to go uh, get a, uh, a shot that they knew was going to hinder their ability to function at 100% for the rest of their lives. Nobody would do that. Not, not, I mean, so, but the other hand is nobody would want to feel like they've been, they, they did it in an ignorant way either. It's like they, they made a mistake that cost their child a, the fullest experience in life possible. You know, that's a horrible thing to face. And, um, and, and, you know, there's, there's an, an entire industry now of so-called medical professionals that are out there putting up firewalls for people to not it's not even necessarily hope with what they've done it's it's to be able to set a wrong right to go forward number one to start demanding accountability for for companies that are totally shielded from responsibility and and that's the biggest thing here it's not only that it it, like the people at the um at uh what the hell what are they called not brookings it's the other place that i really love brownstone institute probably brownstone love i've been loving the way that they have covered this the entire time as well and i like that they had um they had really came down on the fact that this is destroying not only just people's lives um but it is also destroying medicine everybody's trusted medicine in general like i know from the years of rfk being out there or um uh people like um what's his name good a friend of my show and i'm forgetting his, his name now i'm thinking about his book the autism vaccine um anyway it's just that there's usually a, a question about regulation here it's not about whether or not you can bring somebody to a point of immunity for one thing or another that there is a way to inoculate a person against a disease in a natural safe effective way it's always just about how are we regulating these these companies and 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 how does exonerating them from any kind of responsibility for when they commit something a, a, a fatal error how does that help us trust science going forward so i mean maybe there is a way to safely vaccinate people against really uh, you know agonizing childhood or otherwise disease but if if there is, I'm not even willing to listen to anybody at this point because of because of this guy, people like this guy over here who are obviously just trying to uh, trying to avoid the limelight at this point. 
imagine if you remove all those regulations and then let the pharmaceutical companies do what they will with no liability shield. That's basically what happened with, quote, warp speed. We're going to remove all the regulations and let you rush this thing through as fast as possible. Yeah, forget the fact that it's only been tested on eight humans under DARPA. Just push that aside. Get this vaccine done as fast as possible. And then people can elect to take it or not. And here we are years later with an absolute catastrophe on our hands. End of story. Speaking of catastrophe, these doctors are now standing up there trying to defend this. And I got into it with one of them who was championing Hotez um, over the weekend because this is an issue I will stand. and This is my flag I put down on this hill. Health freedom the vaccine issue, COVID, all of it, uh, it's just, it's the biggest issue. It caused an election to be stolen. It caused worldwide tyranny. It caused the World Health Organization to lap up all this power. It also had positive uh, ramifications. First of all, we learned what was going on in our kids' schools, Frank, right? We learned that um, we, we had relinquished our power to unelected bureaucracies across the world. We learned more about states' rights and how important they are. But there were also these horrible and and humanity-changing terrible effects like this, for example. Myocarditis, I'm sorry, the numbers are in. And even, you know, the CDC is having to admit it now. But here's Peter McCullough just a couple days ago on myocarditis. And we've had him on the show talking about myocarditis, pericarditis before. You cannot heal from it. The heart muscle does not repair itself. So all of these little kids who who are, are injured from this because they went out and got it for whatever reason. They wanted to play hockey or they wanted to play basketball or their parents just thought it was a great idea to go out and give them a shot for something that won't kill them doesn't have problems, you know, kids don't have problems with COVID. Listen. Before COVID-19, I saw two cases of myocarditis my entire career. It can happen. It can happen with a parvovirus or adenovirus. Actually, the most deadly form is called giant cell myocarditis, of which we don't know what causes, but two cases over decades. Now I see two cases per day in the clinic. It's that frequent. What we learned is that COVID-19, the viral infection, can cause some myocarditis. The uh, Israeli military, the US military, the NCA uh, college athletic leagues had massive screening programs for COVID myocarditis in 2020 before the vaccines. What did they find? They found a handful of cases that would meet a definition, none serious, no hospitalizations and deaths, none. What happened is those organizations dropped their screening programs, the vaccines were introduced, Within six months, the FDA, the CDC, and every regulatory agency say the vaccines caused myocarditis, and the myocarditis we saw caused by the vaccines was serious. Rates of hospitalizations of young people were about 90%. We've seen fatal case after fatal case. Now, there is no mild, in my opinion, case of myocarditis, whether it's from the, the virus itself or it's from the vaccine. And if the virus causes myocarditis, it would have behooved everybody to let early treatment and therapeutics treat people before the spike protein could ravage them to such an extent that they had heart damage from it, okay? However, using that handful of cases, this doctor here, if you want to call him that, 
is saying that I, I'm going to try and break this down as easily as, as easily as I can. One of the one of the things that happened to some children who were infected with COVID was something called MISC, multi-system inflammatory disease. It basically is something your body basically goes on to attack itself. There, this study was 186 patients with MISC in 26 states. About eight years old was the median age. And he went through and he's like, take a look at what's happened to kids who have gotten COVID, right? Cardiovascular issues in those kids, 149 of them, about 80% of the kids with MISC had cardiovascular disease. So that's what he uses as a, an argument for vaccinating children, 186 patients, 149 with some sort of cardiovascular involvement. And then I say, holy crap, you're going to inject these kids, all kids, healthy kids, all of them, with a substance that instructs the body to manufacture spike protein for an undetermined amount of time. Could be three months, could be six months. We don't know. Want to know why? Because they won't fund the studies, because they don't want anybody to know how long your body's out there producing spike protein, something not native to the human body that causes all kinds of problems. That was the problem with the mRNA technology is that it is instructing you to create the thing that all of these idiots are telling you is so deadly. You're walking around as a factory for spike protein. So this man who wants to come on the show and debate me, by the way, this man is saying, inject yourself with something, inject your children with something that is going to cause them to create in perpetuity, as far as we know, the same substance that is causing the MISC in the first place and call them vaccinated and then call it a day. And he's doing that while knowing that the vaccine is negatively, um, it, it has a negative efficacy at this point. Cleveland. So who's, who, you'd have to bring on a moderator. Yeah, I mean, he said there's one condition you can't interrupt me, whatever that means. Um, Hold on one second, uh, Tracy, keep talking. How many, okay, how many, how many cases of myocarditis in children are okay? How many people heal from myocarditis? Do you want a bunch of kids running around for the rest of their damn lives with myocarditis that can never repair itself ever, ever? Be what is your, what is your, what is your freaking dysfunction in your brain what is your dysfunction so he um he says have me on your show one-on-one -on -one. are you censoring me are you afraid my only condition is no interruptions okay well i don't know how you can do something so so pretty much what he's asking you for is not a debate it's a he monologue. wants you to he, he's he wants you to surrender your platform so that he can talk uninterrupted and then, uh, like the the uh, like debating with the pigeon or playing chess with the pigeon, going to crap all over the board and strut around like he won, and and then leave on nothing but the the weight of his academic pedigree. Pretty much. But I said, when would you like to come on? What topic do you want to talk about? Come on, boy. Come on. Come on. Well, now he's going to say something. Now he's going to come on. I hope he does. Or maybe he's just a chicken shit. We'll see. One of the two. But he's trying to spread out a vaccine that can cause myocarditis in children because 180, 149 little kids got myocarditis or some kind of cardiovascular issue, which isn't even defined. 
And I just, I, I, this is what has been going on over the course of a weekend. This has been the argument is these people who are still clinging on. I mean, I have the Cleveland Clinic piece that I wrote about, we had, um, we had this on the show a month ago. This is just starting to go viral now, but we had it over a month ago about the Cleveland Clinic study that proved negative e- efficacy among their very employees. Over 40,000 of them were, were uh, surveyed. The more vaccine you get, the more likely you are to get COVID. We talked about that from very, very early on, how it breeds immune escape, the problems that it would cause. Nobody really listened. Finally, people are just like, now they're sitting like nobody wants this thing anymore. There are countless people in our very audience who either took it or didn't take it and have family who have died randomly for no reason. I mean, they had to invent a condition for sudden adult death. Because they I know they told know. they told you that if you got too excited about your exams in college, you could die of a heart attack. They told you that if it was too cold outside, you could die. They told cold you. Cold showers. I've got more here. I've got more here. Oh, here's some, head, here's some headlines. Do. Please read them. Tra- traffic traffic noise linked to higher risk of heart attack, study says. That's CTV News. Um, Irish examiner. Referee whistles may be caused to sudden increase in heart stopping among sports players, experts say. Green fingers, urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases the risk of killer heart disease. Wales online, energy bill price rise may cause heart attacks and strokes, says TVGP. The new scientist, solar storms may cause up to 5,500 heart-related deaths in a given year. Uh, the Express, blood clots, the popular breakfast food that caused, that could enhance the risk of blood clotting. Do you remember, uh, real quick before you continue, do you remember the Super Bowl ad? About what? About how common it was to have blood clots. There was an ad before oh, the... I remember something. I don't remember the details, but yeah, I remember something like that. Keep going. These are very important. But the High Wire. The high wire put this one out there. An expert claims that caffeine could lead to sticky blood, increasing your risk of blood clots, RT blood clots. So no more uh, no more caffeine. Expert warns certain sleeping positions could increase the risk of blood clots and heart problems. The Daily Mail, entirely new kind of ha- a highly reactive chemical is found in Earth's atmosphere. It could be triggering respiratory and heart diseases and contributing to global warming at oh. the same time. Global warming. Package deal. Yeah. And then... Experts warn cold showers now causes heart attacks in young adults. This is the kind of psychological torment that they have put you through for years. And there are some people out there that are like, oh, just move on. That's old news. No, no. There must be accountability for this garbage. I I mean, I said over the weekend, like I've lost family. You've lost family. We've everybody has had somebody I, I mean, I think I was saying it like a year and a half, two years ago. Like, you could throw a rock and hit a vaccine-injured person at this point. Yeah. I know I know so many people. And that's not even getting into what the hospital protocols did to people. The travesty. And people like Hotez will sit up there and tell you that you should vaccinate your children with this poison. Why? Because you're... Are you just too stupid? Are you willfully complicit? What is it? What is it? 
Like, he sits up there on his little virtue signaling high horse trying to tell us. Well, Hotez, he has a lot more to gain than most people. Uh, th that's that's the, There's a hierarchy of who has what to gain. Most people that below that exist below him, unless they are traveling salesmen for the pharmaceutical companies, um, they they really just it's all about social standing, clout, and to also alleviate their mind of worries of things that they've already done that they know ultimately you can't you can't take back. So um, that that's really what it is. It's the people up. It's the shepherds up top, and it's the sheep below who at this point are just trying to manage their anxiety. You you guys need to uh, check out just published today at the High Wire. It's on my Twitter and Truth Social. It's a column we wrote about the fact that they have found DNA contaminants in the vaccines that cause cancer. It is a well done column. It is up at the High Wire. It is on my Twitter account. Read it today. But then we had Ra How do you say? Is it Rachel? Rachel Walensky. Rochelle. 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 No, it's Rachel. I'm saying Rachel. Rachel Walensky. Rochelle Walensky. Rochelle. I know. Hey. I'm just doing that to be stupid because I got her name wrong. Um, Just like Kanata. She's a stupid name. He, she lied. To, I mean, she's sitting there in front of Congress. Like, here is Comer and Walensky. It's a longer clip, but it, it informs all of this. Okay. These people are just literally gaslighting everyone, and they're still doing it. They're still doing it years later when all of us, I mean, just look at the ratios on this, on Hotez's tweets. He, he basically called for Joe Rogan to be censored for spreading misinformation. He has been, is, go ahead. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it great? Like, it, it, like you think about the community notes, and think about just the general change in what, the fact that underneath these back and forths in the Twitters is the owner of Twitter himself yep. engaging in it. Yep. I, the, 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 yes, all the disclaimers about Elon Musk said good. But tell me that we are not in an infinitely better position than we were a year ago and, and how incredible they this is this has been such an amazing advantage for them to lean back on for everything for years. And to see them twisting like this and really have nowhere to go like rats, it's a, it, uh, I take, I take a, a, take the a, win. a fair amount of glee. Take the win. It's a win. Yeah. I can say things on Twitter now, like I got kicked off of Twitter for this, okay? I can say things on Twitter now and show them our, our factual, we have not issued one retraction. We have not made one correct, not one correction in all of our reporting the entire time on COVID, not one, even when we, I can now tell that to people in the midst of a debate like this and not be censored. And Hotez is one of like, it all ties together, understand everything that we're dealing with right now, all ties together, the COVID, Ukraine, all of it. It's all one thing. And then we have Walensky talking to Comer and I want to play some of this. I mean, it's 917. It's worth listening to it. Let's 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 listen to it. I'm going to stop it at one point and just share something, but let's listen to it. The CDC frequently communicated with big tech and social media companies to coordinate the censorship of posts that express skepticism or criticism of the COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Walensky, is there a difference between medical opinions and misinformation?
There are things that are scientifically proven over and over again in the literature, and those right. eventually become fact, but I think... What? What? That don't make sense. Like, if... <laughs> he's setting her up right now, but, but still... <laughs> Like, if you write something enough, it becomes fact, and then you can wield a while around your censorship cudgel, like Rob Flaherty, trying to get everybody to... The, the most disgusting thing that I experienced in my reporting on Missouri v. Biden was reading what we already knew, but it still made me sick. Facebook became a place for vaccine-injured people to find each other and have some kind of community. How many of them have we lost to suicide? It's absolutely abhorrent and unheard of just from the sheer pain that they're experiencing from having the shot, okay? Not to mention, oh, I could go on forever. I'm just going to calm it down. I'm glad that she said it. I mean, that's what I said. That's what we were, uh, you know, the, the mechanics of the media. It is a reality-creating machine. And as long as they all get together and they just speak it into existence, they say it over and over again, It's this is just basic human psychology. So she's... Rob, um, Rob Flaherty had... Facebook ban non-violative content from vaccine-injured people trying to communicate what was happening to them when they wouldn't take it down outright because even they objected to doing that, believe it or not. They just made it so that they couldn't find each other and no one could hear them. Can you imagine being injured and trying to find someone to help you because no doctor has the balls to take your case on and say what truly harmed you to try and find some way to help? And then to have a social media company under the direction of this lunatic and her ilk come in and take your voice away. Everybody wonders why I get so fired up when it comes to the vaccine and why I hold like this mandatory, like the whole Trump vaccine thing. I can't get past it because of the, the, the harm that it has caused. Just recognize the harm so we can fix it. If you don't recognize the harm so we can fix it, we will be back here again with RSV, with flu, with every... <sighs> Onward. Here we go. I think that there are ways to interpret that. that, that... Exactly. Re- reasonable people disagree on, on a medical path forward, correct? I mean, that... Yeah, but I would also say that when there is increasing science, um, that leads to facts that more, more and more people then generally agree. I mean, patients often are advised to get a second opinion. On, on medical advice. Uh, CDC records, however, show that CDC officials sometimes flag social media posts which they deem to be misinformation. My question is, did the CDC work with private companies to influence a censorship of dissent about vaccines? Um, you know, that topic is one that is under litigation in the courts, so I will not be speaking mm. to that. Recently, Meta CEO yeah. Mark Zuckerberg said that during the COVID-19 pandemic, th- the establishment kind of waffled a bunch of facts and then asked for a bunch of things to be censored that, in retrospect, ended up being more debatable or true. Did the CDC work with Meta, or I like to call it Facebook still, to censor or otherwise alter any post? Here's what I can tell you. The most important thing that has gotten us out of this pandemic, I think, is our vaccine and how well they work and how safe they are. I understand that. And it was really important that the American people understand how well they worked and how safe they are. She's still telling, this is a, this is a, she's still telling people how safe they are and how well they work. They can't, they'll never say otherwise, Tracy. They'll never, they can't. 
They can't. Even if she goes home and she looks at herself in the mirror and she cries every night for having ever gotten involved in this because she knows what she's pushing and she doesn't want to do it anymore, she can't. Maybe a deathbed. Well, maybe we'll start getting deathbed confessions at some point decades down the line or something. But they're never going to say anything otherwise. Understand it. Um, did, but, did, did, but in terms of the communications, that is, again, something that I'm not going to speak to because it is currently under court. So you're court not going to answer the question? Uh, it is currently under court litigation. I hear that so much on everything we do. It's, uh, it's currently under investigation. Did the president take a bribe? Dr. Jackson is currently under investigation. Did the CDC ever work with Facebook to craft internal policies on censoring posts regarding yes. the COVID pandemic? Again, this and is something that is under... <laughs> This is something that's under litigation. Yeah, and the discovery is available publicly for everyone to see. You did. This, this woman will sit up there and lie under oath in perpetuity. And it all, again, it's all going to roll back into. There's no accountability. We have weak-kneed people in there that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. There was one thing that I heard, which it's going to be, it's a little hard to hear his answer. Well, listen, you play that. I have to grab Aurora and bring her downstairs because Lauren is stuck with the, the, the mattress delivery. Go do guy. it. She's Go all, do it. She's, he's all alone. I'll bring her right I down. I can't Hold wait on. to see her. We're going to play this. This is, I know, I know it's going to be controversial, but I want everyone to hear this because it's important. Nelson, a, um, a study has just come out showing that in 2022, Pfizer actually knew that there was a 13,200% increase in myocarditis cases for people who took their vaccine. A lot of people are wondering, when are these guys gonna be held accountable? When are people gonna be held accountable for Operation Warp Speed? And should Dr. Fauci possibly have his assets seized like any drug lord would? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I mean, so first of all, Florida is the only state in the country that is doing anything about this. So we petitioned the Florida Supreme Court to impanel a statewide grand jury in January. That grand jury was seated in February uh, and it is investigating. And I think precisely that type of data is what's needed. And so this is a, a criminal jury. It's an investigative jury uh, in Florida. They can produce reports. They can recommend legal action. It's a it's an important tool. So we're the only uh, I'm the only governor that's done anything about this. Uh, they have not yet issued a report, but I think that they will likely do one. Usually every six months, and we did it for Parkland with the school safety. We we've done it for illegal immigration, and they've done stuff for that. So I think we're going to do. But I mean, I think looking back. Hold on. I pause the clip. First of all, I want to bring uh, the beautiful Aurora in. She's here with Frank. She's gorgeous. Second of all, I, I just want to tell everybody, I'm not playing this clip because I'm trying to sway your primary vote. I don't care who you vote for. <laughs> vote for whoever you want. Hi, Aurora. Vote for whoever you want to vote for. Okay? Hi, Tracy. Hi. Hi. Vote for whoever you want. I just want to show you that there's some place with, there's somebody who understands that there needs to be accountability, who's doing something about it. So hopefully we can duplicate that because it's important. It is also very important to now acknowledge that there is a massive, massive problem and that you need to do something about it so it doesn't happen again. The answer is great. We're going to play it. If you look at those studies that were provided uh, in, in December of 2020, they said you had 100% effectiveness with MNRA COVID jabs. That is not true. 
We know it's not true. How do we know? Because we had so many people get it, and then you had Delta variant, you had all this stuff happening, and they've never been honest about any of this stuff. And I think Florida's Department of Health is the only one that's even looked at any of the incidents like myocarditis. We've seen an increase in Florida, particularly with men under the age of 40. So that's just the reality. And I think the idea that somehow you just sweep everything under the rug when people were not uh, told the truth, uh, that doesn't fly. So Florida, we're going with this. There is gonna be action. I, I am not involved in it because it's a secret proceeding. You know, Unlike feds, we don't leak this stuff. So it's actually going on. They're doing it and they're, they're following the rules. And so, and I, I, I can't be involved in it. And so it's happening. So you're gonna see stuff for that. But you know, what I've said in Washington is, you know, we need a reckoning about what happened during COVID with this federal government because they underwrote, they supported policies that were destructive to this country. Uh, and they did it without remorse. They have not met mistakes, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's masking. There was a US Congressman just the other day on the House floor saying that uh, he regretted that two-year-olds weren't forced to wear masks more during, during the pandemic. So, so these people have not learned any lessons and make no mistake, if we don't bring accountability to bear on Fauci, on CDC, on NIH, on all these, on all these corrupted institutions, they are gonna do it again. And it will happen again. And so, I, yeah, and they will. They um, want to. They, it's good. Hate him if you want. He's right. Everything he just said is a hundred percent right. And we need that. That must occur. No matter who does it. No matter who does it. If it's Trump. If it's Ramaswamy. If it's Tim Scott. If it's Nikki Haley. Whoever. Whoever it is needs to hold these people accountable or this will happen again. And they are responsible for the destruction of our children in ways that cannot be explained in words. And anyone who's not saying that, I have a problem with it. I have a problem with it. I just, I do. You need to be able to hold these people accountable and you cannot do it if you refuse to acknowledge there's a problem. Certainly nobody in the Biden administration is doing it right now. And, and that sort of stuff happens at the federal level, Frank, for the most yeah. part. So I know this is the biggest issue of our time to to flick it aside and pretend that it never happened or act as though it's not important is just disingenuous. It is the reason we don't have Trump in the White House right now. End of story. The mail-in mail ballots are the reason we don't have a President Trump in the White House right now. Yep. And COVID is the reason why we have the mail-in ballots. Right. <laughs> just, uh, just just follow it. That's why we were like, well, was it a lab leak? Was it who was involved? Was it a mistake? I said, listen, it, it was either all meticulously planned and coordinated and everybody was on the same page. Or. And of course, or it was the happiest series of accidents that have, that's, that's ever taken place it's i mean they got everything done well that's it for today folks you have been listening to the dark to light podcast with 
Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com or live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m., sometimes with a special guest in Aurora on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Um, and also make sure you check out uh, Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on QuiteFrankly.tv or on Rumble. We'll be back on Wednesday for sure, I promise. Later. <laughs>